0: This is episode 409 of the Prepper website podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Hey everyone, this is a special episode. It is an interview with Dr. Scott Tunis of Survivaguard.com. Uh, Dr. Tunis is a ophthalmologist. He is a real MD who has created a vitamin that is very important to preppers. In this interview this was a facebook live that i've brought down Um, you're going to hear some clicking because i was going back and forth from my interview to facebook Um, but this was an interview that i think everyone should hear especially if you think that there might be a time where we have to use the our food storage right where we have to uh, get to a place where things are kind of crazy because he talks a little bit about um, his experience with hurricane florence He talks a little bit about his preparedness, but most of the interview is talking about vitamins and why they are so important. And he talks about why he created Survival Guard. There's just a lot of great information here, things that you probably didn't know and things that you should know for uh, your preparedness. So I hope you enjoy it. It is a lengthy uh, interview. It goes about an hour. And uh, like I said, there are some great things that you're going to to learn and find out. So I hope this is a blessing to you and I hope you enjoy this interview. Hey Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great tonight, Todd, and uh,
1: I certainly thank you for the opportunity to be with you tonight and talk about all the things you described. I'm very flattered. You're a key influence, influencer in the industry and in the preparedness community, and we're, we're flattered to talk to you tonight. Hope we have some Useful information for everyone
0: watching. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been, I've been really excited about doing this. Uh, I've been kind of looking forward to it, uh, not only this week, but last week. And i got to tell you, last week I was a little concerned that maybe we wouldn't be able to do it uh, because I knew that the, the hurricane was headed your way. So I know that you went through that. I was seeing some of your posts on Instagram. So can you tell us a little bit about how things are over there for you right now?
1: Well, yeah, as you know, and as people watch the Weather Channel, which deals in hyperbole, usually, as you saw, this was headed to our direction for a number of days, probably a week or 10 days. And as a Category 4 with 140-mile-an-hour winds and ground zero um, expected to be about a mile that way, um, we were preparing, and a lot of people left. Uh, a lot of people left Wrightsville Beach and Wilmington, uh, but... Uh, we decided to stay, and uh, we're prepared. So uh, the eye wall passed over essentially over our neighborhood and our house. And uh, we had the problem with this storm was uh, since I'm fairly close to the ocean, uh, maybe two or three hundred yards from the intercoastal and a mile from the ocean. Our our concerns are wind and storm surge. So when the wind died down, we we gained some uh, confidence there before landfall, and I'm at 26 feet above sea level, even though I'm close to the ocean, so the storm surge wasn't going to be an issue. Um, So we weathered the storm well. Uh, The problem with Wilmington geographically is that when we get a lot of rain in a stalled storm like this, um, the city becomes an island, and you've probably seen on the news that uh, the interstates, the two major interstates that come to Wilmington are essentially underwater for 40 or 50 miles. And this happened in Hurricane Floyd uh, several years ago, in which we got 20 inches of rain, but we got 28 inches of rain here. So the city is essentially shut down, and now one week out, we're starting to recover, and a few gas stations open, a few grocery stores. Life is beginning to return to normal. What
0: was the what was the damage? I can I, I did see video of those uh, of the highway, like you said, and if I wouldn't, if they wouldn't have shown the very beginning of the the freeway, you know, I would have thought that it was a river. Yeah, and so-
1: the, the I-40, which connects Raleigh, r- roughly runs north-south, connects Raleigh to Wilmington, is essentially under four feet of water for 40 or 50 miles, and or the road not even observable, so that creates an island situation. People get a little panicky and you know, the shelves are empty, there's no gas, and you actually you have to be a little careful venturing out. So uh, as far as damage goes, um, you know, these tall tall pine trees in, uh, in, in the Carolinas, they're like matchsticks in this wind. I mean, they either break off halfway up the shaft of the tree, the trunk of the tree, or they're uprooted by being, their root base being so wet. So the pine trees are just laid to waste. The only trees that seemed to do well were the, uh, uh, the live oak trees, which are like steel. Uh, you know, you used to build ships out of live oak. Right. So, um, but they did well. Not much structural damage, mostly water is the problem now.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, was there a lot of flooding, your neighbors, or are you, I mean, are y'all all pretty high?
1: Well, this this particular community that I'm in sits up on kind of a hill, so there was localized flooding, but not the kind of flooding that uh, we see inland. You know, and the problem with inland is that it's all uh, this is one of the hog farming uh, meccas of the world. Uh, so there's huge hog farms, and, you know, they have waste pools, and they flood, and it gets into the Cape Fear River. It's really kind of a mess um, with all that water. Localized flooding here, some of the flooding downtown, but the major flooding is 20 to 30 miles inland on the Cape Fear River and the Noose River, which go way inland.
0: Okay. All right. Well, and so – this was an opportunity for you, although, I mean, it caused a lot of damage and, you know, a, a lot of uh, financial issues and heartache for a lot of people. But it was an opportunity for you to use your preps because you're not just someone who uh, has come up with, you know, some vitamins and, and all Absolutely. that stuff and selling that. So you, you, you got Absolutely. to put your preps together. Tell us a little bit yeah. about what you did. You know, it's, it, 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 it gives
1: you, uh, you know, it's not a, a, an apocalyptic event. But it's a relatively stressful event, and uh, it gives you a chance to run through all your preparations, check all your equipment, all your supplies, and then do a test run of all of it, and knowing that it's only going to last maybe five to seven days. But testing your shortwave radio and your hand-cranked solar equipment, although there's no sun, uh, you know, testing some of your emergency food for how, how, how good it is, you know, the quality of it. Uh, and you know, going over your safety and security issues, and making sure you have that—it's um, all. It's a good test run, and you know, I, I'm going to review some of the equipment that we used and things that we did uh, on Facebook and Instagram in the coming weeks because some of the equipment really failed the, the test of of uh, by ordeal, if you will, and some perform very well. So it's good. It's a a dry run. It's a test. And you learn from that. You learn to say, I'm going to do this differently. What I did was actually create a hurricane kind of room for the wife and children in uh, in the center of the house and uh, with mattresses and electronics. It's isolated. Actually, that particular room is under the stairwell. Um, So even though we had winds here, that were measured down the road at 105 miles an hour you know in that we felt secure so yes it was uh it's not that we ever want to use our preparations but it's nice to have a dry run if you will okay. i mean this is partly why we do this uh not to say it's the for the thrill of it but to make sure that what we do and the preparations that we make actually work
0: exactly so I know that you're going to share some of these things on Facebook uh, later on or on in posts. Uh, what was one thing that you would just just one thing that you would do differently next time?
1: Well, you know, I, for, for 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 a short period of time, I just I, I thought about leaving, you know, because a lot of people evacuated and. Uh, Because 140-mile-an-hour winds, if they were sustained, now you really have to worry about structural damage. It's not a matter of whether you're going to be out of power or whether you're not, you know, those kind of nuisance things out of gas, which are inconveniences. But when we start talking about structural damage to your house, now you have to worry about, you know, can I live through this? So I considered leaving, um, and then what I learned is I'm glad I didn't because um, I think that... uh, protecting yourself and protecting your loved ones in your own in your own home you're better off than on the road or in a hotel or somewhere strange because you have all your things with you and luckily the, the storm weakened which everyone kind of expected it to so we didn't have to risk that structural damage but I, the people who left the people I've spoken to on the phone and you know they say well I wish I had of course hindsight's 20-20 but uh, you know, now they can't get back. Yeah. So now they're in, this, they're down. You know, hundred miles away in a hotel. The roads are blocked. They can't get back. They don't know what their home's like. Um, so what I learned is, um, unless it's really gonna be cataclysmic, like an Andrew, which I uh, was quite close to in Florida in nineteen ninety-one or ninety-two, which was a category five. Unless it's like that, you gotta stay. You know, if you're not prepared to protect yourself and your family in your own home. You know, I think that's the best choice. So that's what I learned. Don't not consider going. Stay put. It was the right choice.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. We've done we weathered a couple of hurricanes down here in Houston, and um, you know, after Katrina happened, Rita was supposed to be a direct hit to Galveston and then come straight up to Houston, and it was a big storm, and so many people evacuated, and we chose not to, and we were glad we did because it did turn at the very last minute. But even with Ike and Harvey, we didn't do that. But even with, you know, Harvey almost came into the house, the water almost came into the house, we were very, very close to that happening. Um, I, I'm with you I, I would have rather been here to be able to mitigate as much as I could of any kind of damage that was going on uh, no. instead of being out and not being able to get back in because I, I know mm-hmm. people that left and then weren't able to get back in and they were you know they were spending money in their hotel and they, they didn't know how their house there was a lot of stress right so uh, yeah, yeah I do agree with you and I always remember what happened in Florida on that last big hurricane when people evacuated and uh, I can't remember the name of it, but they evacuated and it didn't hit, and but they still weren't allowed to go back in, you know, for a couple of days, right. and they were very right. upset about that. So right. Uh, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I know probably I mean, unless,
1: yeah, you know, unless you live on the ocean front and you know, you're three feet above sea level and you expect a twenty foot storm so it's time to go. Yeah. But for the vast majority of people, that's not the case.
0: I, I know people would probably uh, disagree with us, probably on that, but you know that's that's kind of where I where I'm coming from. All right, right, so let's let's move in a little bit to uh, to talk about your background in in going into and starting Survival Guard because uh, you're not just somebody who is starting this from you know doing a little right. bit of research on online or whatever. Right but there is, right. I mean, you know, you are you're a doctor, you're a real you know, MD. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, there's kind of two, that's kind of two questions. I'll try to answer them separately. One is what is my background? Who am I? What do I do? Um, and how did I get into vitamins? And secondly is how did that intersect with kind of my preparedness frame of mind? So let's talk about uh, my career first. I'm an ophthalmologist, an MD, a medical doctor, and I'm an eye surgeon and practice uh, I still have been practicing 32 years uh, I do still 1500 procedures a year mostly cataract and LASIK so in total I've done you know over 30,000 procedures on each of those um, I'm also in the American College of Surgeons which is a group that sends people into watch you do surgery to make sure you know how to do it and then it requires a unanimous vote to elect you to it um, so I've had a successful career and, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I've done in my career is, is, is what we've seen is cat- one of the most frequent procedures I perform is cataract surgery. Cataract is when the lens of your eye gets cloudy with, with age and with environmental factors like UV exposure. And it blurs vision and requires surgery. And nowadays we remove the cataract with laser technology and implant a lens to, to refocus the light. And what we've seen and what I've seen in the past couple of decades is that people seem to get cataracts at a younger and younger age, such that, you know, we see 50-year-olds and even 40-year-olds with cataracts, and I think part of it is that our lifestyle, we're more active as we get older than our than previous generations, so, so our visual needs are higher. But, but to get to the point, you know, i spent a career sitting in a dark room and seeing say, a 55-year-old man come in and say, you know, my vision's getting a little blurry at night. I need new glasses. And I will tell them, you don't need new glasses. It's not going to help. You're getting early cataracts. And, you know, after they get up off the floor, after falling off the chair, you know, I've got a cataract. I'm young. This is something my grandmother would get. (laughs) You know, I'm too young for a cataract. You know, what am I going to do? I'm not ready for surgery. And I go, well, no, you're not ready for surgery. It's not blurry enough yet. You know, what can you do? Well, do the things that we think will slow the growth of that. And that would be, you know, need a healthy lifestyle, exercise, avoid smoking, avoid UV exposure, and perhaps take some antioxidants and some vitamins. And the next logical question from these patients would be, well, what, you know, what should I take? And being a scientist, you know, I read the science and I say, well, you should probably take vitamin A and vitamin C and vitamin E. And these seem, these antioxidants and essential vitamins seem to slow the growth of cataract if you look at long-term studies. And so I would recommend that, but, you know, patients would say, you know, well, what exactly do I take? So, and there was no good answer. So I spent a couple of years, with a couple other guys, a couple other eye surgeons. And so we looked at all the data and all the literature. And what we saw is that no one had done a prospective trial on vitamins for cataract. And a prospective trial is when you take a certain group of people and you divide them in half and you give half vitamins and you give the other half placebo or sugar pill. And then you follow them over a period of time and you see if the vitamins slowed the growth of cataract by measuring the cataract. And that had not been done. All the studies that were in the literature were retroactive or retrospective studies, meaning they would poll a group of people and say, well, what did you take? You know, what did you take over the last 10 years? And the ones that took vitamin C, you know, regularly, maybe they had less cancer. but that's retrospective. We want to know if we intervene and go forward, is there an effect? Mm-hmm. So I actually conducted the first prospective human clinical trial, on a vitamin preparation that we created to determine would slow the growth of cataract. Now, this is not a kind of a small thing. There are three million cataract operations done in the United States every year. It's the most common elective surgery in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, the other problem is it takes twenty years to develop a cataract. So, there is one situation where there's a different kind of eye operation where where you remove the fluid from the inside of the back of the eye. It's called vitrectomy. And when, they ha- when a patient has that surgery for other reasons, they predict to be develop a cataract very quickly, over six months or a year. So the first clinical trial, and it's on the, the uh, NIH and clinicaltrials.gov website, of prospective double-blind, meaning we didn't know as testers who was taking the vitamin, and the patients didn't know whether they were really taking the vitamin. It was all blind and nobody knew until this result was done. So that was the first, this is how I kind of got into vitamins. Well, nobody's really interested perhaps, but the result of the study was that in scientific literature, you have to prove beyond the 90, 95% or higher probability that the effect that was observed was due to the, the intervention and not by chance. And our study, it was a small study, but it showed that the vitamins were 82% affected as long as we brought the cap.
0: Wow, that's good.
1: So that's my background in vitamins, and I have a great interest in it, in nutrition and health and how it relates to the eye. So that was one phase of my career. The other phase of my career is I've always been a preparer. I've always been a prudent preparer. I like the term it prudent because I do what's appropriate and what I think is reasonable. I do not have a bunker buried in the backyard, I do not have a goat farm in the backyard. <laughs> I'm power to those that can, but there are certain things that we should all be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that mindset of preparedness comes from my surgery background, because when you do surgery, whether it's heart surgery or eye surgery or brain surgery, there's a lot of things that can happen, one of them is good, if you get a great result, and a lot of them, the things that can happen are bad. Mm -hmm. And you wanna be prepared for those things. So when you go into the operating room, I want to be prepared that if I'm doing surgery on the front of the eye and the back of the eye starts bleeding, what am I going to do? You don't want to start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same vein that if somebody comes over your fence in the middle of the night, you don't want to be thinking about, you know, what should I do here? You want to be prepared. Right. So preparedness is kind of my mindset. So here I am, a kind of a pre-prepare, I'm a scientist, I've done work with vitamins, and I'm looking in the in the preparedness literature, in the preparedness community, and there was a great deal of what I thought was misinformation about vitamins, about antioxidants, about um, essential vitamins, and people were saying, well, what should I take? I don't know what to take. I'd like to take something, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what to take, and that's how I got involved in developing the formula because I thought there was an unfilled meat. and that's how I spent about two years working with a manufacturer and reading the literature and and and, and creating survivor
0: Garden. Um, the other the other problem that I felt didn't really wasn't
1: answered is that the shelf life. People like to store food and would like to store vitamins, but the shelf life of an average vitamin on the shelf is two years. So you'd have to constantly rotate. We created a a, a storage method similar to how people store long term food to create a ten year shelf life for the vitamins. So and we've we've had a lot of fun with it. My goal in this was never to make a big sales pitch out of this and tell people, oh, you know, it's the best thing but I wanted to offer something that was healthy, that was good, that was exactly what they needed and no more, no less, and make it extremely high quality and affordable for this community. And I think I think we've done that.
0: You know, one of the, one of the things that we that always comes up, and you're right about the vitamins not always. You know, you'll have somebody write an article, and um, they're not coming from a research background. They're just you know they've done their research you know on vitamins, or maybe they take vitamins and they kind of write uh, their article from from that background. Uh, so you're you're right on that. There's not a lot of good stuff on, on that. But as you were preparing this this vitamin, um, how is your vitamin different from something else? Uh, well, okay, before before I ask that, let me say this. There are, so when we do eat, have our food storage, when we talk about long-term food storage, a lot of the things that come up, the, the issue is you're not going to have all your, you're probably not going to have all your vitamins and all your minerals, and you're not going to have all of that stuff because you're, you might be, Focus just on what you have and, and it might be just one type of food or whatever it might be. So how is your vitamin different then? How does it add to or, or how would it help somebody in, um, you know, going into that long-term preparedness scenario? Well, one of the
1: things that I've, when I've talked to people about this and, and if you talk to the person on the street and, and you ask them, you, what is a vitamin? Tell me what a vitamin is. You know, most people don't really know scientifically what it is. They say, well, it's something you need. Mm -hmm. A, A vitamin is an organic compound that is an essential component of either an enzymatic or biochemical reaction in your body. And the way I like to describe it to people, to lay people, is vitamins are like engine oil. Okay? You need a certain amount in your engine for it to run. Okay? You can run it a little low and it'll run okay. You can run it a little high and it'll run okay. But, you know, it's an essential component for that engine to, to function properly. So, do we need the vitamins? Well, let's take a scenario where your engine in your car is two quarts low. You know, it'll run, it'll run fine. You get in, you start it up, and you, you drive to the grocery store, work, and everything's fine, you know? There's no warning light, and you don't even know. So, you can be low on essential vitamins and function normally, okay? But let's take that same engine that's two quarts low, And let's put it under stress. Let's take it out to the track and run it wide open for two hours in 100 degree heat and see what happens. Well, it won't run as efficiently. It'll run hot, it'll run rough, eventually it'll quit. So I like in that scenario to take your body and you can be subclinically deficient in a vitamin. Vitamin B12 might be a little low, but you're not going to feel it on a daily basis. But what about when your body's under stress? What about if you're in a survival situation where you're, you know, you're facing threat. You're on a, a subsistence diet. You're, you don't, you're not getting good sleep. You're not going to function as well. So, my goal in in preparing the, the formula was to give people 100 percent there of the 13 essential vitamins. There are 13 essential vitamins, okay. and I wanted to give people. And it depends on your your, your age and your body weight and you know, male versus female. But if you use the adult male, you'll get enough. And it's classified in different ways by the FDA. There's a daily value or an RDA recommended daily amount. Now they call it a daily value. So I wanted to give people 100%. Uh, no more, no less. It's exactly what you need of all 13 essential vitamins. Because yeah. if you take, for instance, if you take uh, a common vitamin like Centrum, right, Centrum is probably the one of the most common daily vitamins. People I don't know what to take. I take Centrum. Well, if you look at Centrum, you'll find that it gives you 150% of your daily... Amount of vitamin C, which is more than you need, and you're just going to have expensive urine. You're just going to pee it out. Your body will not store essential vitamins more than 24 hours, okay. and it gives you 75 percent of vitamin K. So you're not getting the full amount that you need. This is the most. This is the most common daily vitamin taken in the United States. It doesn't give you 100 percent of an essential vitamin. I mean, why would you take something? That's why you're taking it. Mm-hmm. to get what you need, right? So I wanted to, you know, and it's in, it's expensive to give you 100%, it's easy to give you 200% of an inexpensive ingredient and, you know, go light on the expensive, but 100% of each is what we want. So that's what we accomplished. So it's different than Centrum, it's different than, here's another common one, Nature Made, Multi Complete. Again, if you look, it has 50% of the vitamin A and it gives you 150 percent of panathenic acid, so more than you need one not enough of another it's not complete it's not a complete bite um, all minerals are, are essential all elements are essential you know your body cannot make carbon your body cannot make phosphorus you cannot make hydrogen so essentially all elements are essential but we eat food so there are Eight to nine trace elements, very small amounts that we need each day, like molybdenum, and most people can't even pronounce molybdenum. <laughs> um, you know what it does for your body, and I can't tell you tonight, but it's a trace element that you need. And so we gave you, in this formula, 100% of eight trace elements. Um, the next thing we wanted to do is we wanted to, Make it beyond what was just. We wanted to give people more than what they absolutely needed, and so we added eleven kind of super antioxidants. Uh,
0: can, can you like, can you um, explain what an antioxidant does for those yeah. that are listening? Oxidative stress on the body is
1: is is the equivalent of wear and tear. Okay, it's like throw on a piece of steel in the backyard that it's rusts. I mean, we, we have where cells break down, they release oxygen-free radicals which damage other cells. Um, an antioxidant is an organic compound that scavenges, scavenges those free radicals and puts them to sleep and destroys them. So essentially helps your body repair itself more easily. And there are, you know, all kinds of – the list of antioxidants and the list of chemicals that have antioxidant properties is, uh, you know, volumes uh, thick. So, you know, we tried to choose the ones that seem to have the best science behind them. Uh, and to give you a list, you know, we have ginkgo biloba in there. Now, ginkgo biloba is an interesting interesting compound. It comes from the maiden hair tree. And, the maidenhair tree is the only living species of its genus dating back 270 million years. This type of tree, is; they're 207 million years old. And the Chinese have used this for medicinal properties for a couple, three centuries ago. There are trees in China, there are maidenhair trees in China that are have been carbon dated, that are living, that are 1,400 years old, these trees. Yeah. So the ginkgo biloba comes from that tree and there's no question that in real scientific analysis, it increases blood flow. I know the glaucoma people use it to increase blood flow to the optic nerve. They tell all their patients to take. increases blood flow to your brain, increases cognitive function, and short-term memory. Those are fairly incontrovertible assumptions or conclusions from the literature. So... Antioxidants do have effect, and if you ask people, uh, do you take antioxidants? Eh, no, I I don't know what to take. I've heard they're good. They're probably a good thing. I wanted to kind of narrow down on some really good ones so that people didn't have to take it separately from a vitamin, Mm -hmm. Um, So, because a lot of times you find people who are are knowledgeable about nutrition and vitamins, they'll take 12 (laughs) bottles a day. Nobody has time for that. It's hard (laughs) enough to remember to take two capsules a day, you know? So we added that, um, and there are a total of 37 ingredients in Survivor. We actually have a blend called a, a proprietary blend, of which I do not have to release the exact formula, but I can tell you it has gamma-aminobutyric acid in it, alpha-lipoic acid, phosphatidylserine, and huperzine. Now, huperzine is isolated from the club moss plant and it has been shown to have protective effect on neural cells from organophosphate poisoning. Now organophosphates are like sarin gas is an organophosphate. Mm. The military actually tested Hooperzine a number of years ago for its protective effect against organophosphate poisoning. So we have Hooperzine in there. I'm not going to tell you it's going to prevent you from dying from the sarin gas attack. but. we kind of targeted those micronutrients to the preparedness community. People that would be inclined to take compounds that had true science supporting a positive effect. Um, so 37 ingredients, people can look at the website, the science is there. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's different than anything else that you can get on the market. Um,
0: you know, one of the things when I was Taking vitamins, and you're right. It's funny because you start taking vitamins, and it can get kind of expensive because you have all these different bottles, and you go through, and you wind up you're popping, you know, 11, 12 whatever, all that good stuff. Um, one of the things I've always heard about vitamins is you've got to think about the absorption. A lot of the right. stuff that you buy at the drugstore, Walmart, whatever, um, you know, it's it's in this rock form that. You, your body will not process it, it'll just kind of spit it on out. So can you talk to us well, a little bit about the absorption of Survival Guard?
1: Well, the, the the bioavailability, meaning how much of the vitamin actually gets to the target, bioavailability includes absorption or degradation. All of these factors contribute to how much, when you put it in your mouth, it actually gets to your cells. And people who create capsules, well, Survival Guard's in a gelatin capsule, so it dissolves quickly, but a manufacturer, if they say you will get 100% of vitamin K from this capsule, that manufacturer is supposed to put enough of the vitamin K in that capsule such that even if some is degraded, even if some is not absorbed, even even some of it is not high uh, pharmaceutical quality, you will still get 100%. In other words, they might put uh, 130 milligrams. In the actual capsule, capsule, so that you get a hundred to your body. Okay. Um, but what you really want to strive for is to make the the ingredients pharmaceutical pharmaceutical grade to begin with. Uh, and we there are certain they're different as in all things in life. There are different levels of manufacturing expertise. And what what in, in any vitamin that you buy, just the Survivor Guard, notwithstanding, you want to make sure it's manufactured. I think, in the USA, number one. And number two, that it's manufactured in a GMP and NSF-approved facility. GMP is Good Manufacturing Practices, and this is oversight by the FDA that they go into the factory and look at how things are done, and and they certify them, and I think it's every six months or a year. And the NSF is another uh, classification that's – certifies that the manufacturing facility is conducting the appropriate practice. So NSF, GMP, Manufacturing USA, pharmaceutical grades, and then the bioavailability to your body in a capsule form rather than a, a pill, you know, a pill, hard pill form, uh, should, be, should be appropriate. So it's like anything else, there's, there's levels of quality.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. I was looking at one of the uh, one of the questions, and uh, I know that we're, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. So uh, that, that's good news about the the quality of it. And you know what? That's probably something that no one ever really thinks about. Is are these vitamins really being uh, made in the USA, and are they you know are it, are they in a uh, being manufactured in a facility right. that is something that yeah. um, you know is safe in all of that good stuff so right.
1: and, uh, and the other thing that people want to know is is it is it plant-based is it are the ingredients plant-based or natural based right yes yeah. is it GMO and gluten-free I'm not so sure and I don't want to offend anybody but I'm not so sure that gluten allergies is really as prevalent as people claim it is um, unfortunately Um, Although Survival Guard is gluten-free, it requires – you have to take my word for it, but it requires a whole ridiculous certification process, which significantly adds to the cost of the vitamin, which I didn't want to do, um, to to certify it Um, gluten-free. People also want ingredients that are not from genetically modified organisms. And again, Survival Guard is GMO-free. So it is gluten-free. It is GMO-free. It is all plant-based, non Laboratory created, if you will, um, ingredients. Although, you know, minerals, you know, chromium, it's mined out of the ground. I mean, that's just where it comes from. So, I mean, some of this is not plant based. But, um, you know, and going back to what you said earlier is, I mean, for myself, and I, I consider myself a pretty regular person. I mean, if I'm going to take something, I want to make sure, I don't want to think about it. You know, I want to take it, I want to know it's got everything I need. I don't want to take six bottles, you know, you can get carried away with this stuff because, you know, if uh, Ginkgo is good for you, well, maybe we should take this antioxidant. and this is good too, you know, it it becomes exponential. People don't have time or money for that, Um, but I think people do also underestimate the importance of maintaining your engine level on the full mark. That's where you're going to perform the best
0: now let me ask you this because I know that you've been you've been at it for a little while and people have been taking this what kind of reports have you received testimonials what have people said about taking taking survival guard
1: well you know I think and this I think that Western civilization preparedness people preparedness minded people included, we underestimate the importance of health, nutrition, and wellness in terms of our preparedness. And so what I did was, you know, I, I, we created the Survivor Guard Challenge. And I, we put it on the website, and I said to people, if, okay, you, if you want to take this and try it for a month, we'll send it to you free and then you take it for a month and if you give me feedback and tell me the truth because i want the hard i want you know if you don't like it it made you sick kept you up all night you tell me because i don't want to filter the results because you know that's just the way i, I do things and you, you take it for a month you give me feedback and you tell me whatever you experience good bad or indifferent and i'll sell you i'll send you two more free bombs so we conducted this challenge we had people sign up right away and we're actually the, the, the final people are just finishing that first month from when I uh, and I put the results up there. And they actually surprised me. I mean, you know, 100% of people said they had better, more energy. 100% of people said they, you know, had better ability to concentrate. And, I, and again, I'm not filtering this. Um, the people, I promised them to remain that they would remain, remain anonymous. Um, but you have to take my word that this is the results we're getting. And you can go on the Survivor Guard Challenge on the website and look under the Survivor Guard Challenge and tell people. Uh, told us what, what they experienced, and we we're very happy with. it I'm very pleased with the outcome. And I think it's because you know most people. Let's face it. There's 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 a number of things you can do to increase your health and wellness, no matter what your age. You can quit drinking. You can quit smoking, you can exercise, you can eat all vegetables and healthy foods, and you can take a daily vitamin. Okay, all five of those things will help you, but the easiest one of all those five <laughs> is to take a daily vitamin. Okay, and I think people are subclinically deficient, and when they take this stuff and they get their bodies the, the appropriate nutrients, I think they feel better. Because I, if you take reproductive age women in the United States and you measure them for iron deficiency, 50% of them are iron deficient, half, wow. and they're functioning normally. Can we really quantify a B12 deficiency if somebody's 10% low? Can we really measure that in terms of their performance? Probably not. But when they're 100%, they probably feel different. This is what we're experiencing.
0: You know, one of the things we always hear about is the quality of our food nowadays is not where it was even 40 50 years ago um, you know they don't have the minerals the soil doesn't have the minerals to pull it in to the vegetables yeah, to the fruit and the all Western that kind. civilization the Western
1: civilization diet is abysmal and our choices are abysmal I mean let's face it even even in a survival situation if you've got freeze-dried broccoli <laughs> in your in your pantry and you got mac and cheese, and you're three months into some kind of a problem where, you know, there's a major earthquake and there's no, what are you going to reach for? Uh, If you reach for the freeze-dried broccoli, kudos to you. If you reach for the mac and cheese, that's probably what I do. So then that's not nutritionally complete, but on a day-to-day basis, our choices and our highly processed foods are not good either. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can try to do as much as you can. Uh, living healthy and all that kind of stuff and it does pay off definitely uh, eating healthy compared to eating McDonald's every single day but there still is that that realization that you're you're not getting the vitamins out of the tomatoes and, and the zucchini, <laughs> all that stuff that yeah. your grandparents got right?
1: Exactly, exactly, it's more highly processed. You know and people think when you say well you got to pay more attention to your nutrition and your health and your wellness it, that doesn't mean you got to go out and run a marathon. It, it just means, you know, walk, take a walk once in a while when you weren't done otherwise. You know, walk instead of ride, just occasionally. Occasionally, make a better choice. Doesn't mean you have to quit eating McDonald's. It just means you got to make a better choice once in a while. Mm-hmm. But the easiest thing to do is give the your body the nutrition it needs. And you know, I mean, you know, it costs a little bit of money, but the, what you're investing in is the car that you're going to drive forever. You know, if, you got, you got your, if your first car that you got when you were 16, you had to drive that car until you're 90, you put the good oil in it, right? You take right. care of it. Right. This was, is what we're doing. We're driving, we're driving this body forever.
0: I, I love the analogy of the car and the oil. I think everyone can understand that one really well and how you can drive a car with a little bit of oil and then, like you said, take it into a very stressful situation and it, it starts to uh, have problems and issues. So uh, I love that analogy. All right, so you know because you are a prepper, because you you've created this, you've thought about long term. So talk to us a little bit about the way that you've packaged your vitamins so that they can last long term compared to what you get at the store with thirteen bottles, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly, and I, I know the FDA regulations on all these things pretty well. The FDA does not require – first of all, vitamins, nutritional supplements or dietary supplements as they're called by the FDA. In order for you to sell it or produce it or market it or give it to anybody without a prescription, it's got to be on what's called the GRAS list, a Generally Recognized As Safe, GRAS, and there you can go to the FDA website and you can – Look up any any one of any vitamin ingredient is it on the GRAS list? So it's not regulated as a pharmaceutical; it's rec- regulated as a food or a dietary supplement if it's on that list. So once you once you do that, the next thing to know is that interestingly, the FDA does not require an expiration date on any vitamin bottle. It's not required. Okay. If you pick up a vitamin bottle in the store, it says "use by" or "best by" or "expires," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's not required. You don't have to put it on there at all. But if you do put it on there, the manufacturer must have data on file, which proves that you have 95% or greater of the bioavailability of the ingredients at that time. So if they put three years on there, what they'll do is they'll say three years, we tested it, and it's still there. Yeah. Um, but people like to store long-term. And clearly, people store food for with purported to be 25 and 30 year shelf life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can buy vitamins and rotate them every two or three years, and that would work, but I wanted a better solution because people, when they store long-term, which is where vitamin deficiencies will really rear their head, you know, a subclinical deficiency might occur. You might walk around 10% low, but in three months, if you're not taking vitamin B3, you're going to die in three months, 90 days. Mm. So I wanted a better long-term solution. So we created a 10-year shelf life, and the way we did that is... uh, one of the uh, one of the form- one of the quantities we have is the one month supply. So the one month supply of Survivor guard is sixty capsules. The dose is uh, two capsules a day. So you just take two in the morning with your coffee. But a one month supply. So we take two one month supplies and we seal them in a five mil mylar bag. Uh, food is required by law to have four point six or four point seven mil thickness. These are five mils thick. Then we place a 500 cc oxygen absorber in the bag. Um, 500 cc is adequate to absorb the oxygen for a one-gallon container. Mm-hmm. Then we put a desiccant in. We seal that. So that's a uh, two-month supply. And then we put three of those bags. So there's six bottles, uh, each with a 500 cc um, oxygen absorber and deskin and then an additional 500cc oxygen absorber and deskin in the number 10 can and we seal the number 10 can and we from extrapolation studies on bioavailability this will probably last 20 years but we label it 10 because I don't want to have a beef with the FDA have an argument 10 <laughs> is, I just don't want to deal with them I've dealt with them before right. So, and this in the number 10 can it stacks well with a lot of people's food store so this is a six-month supply for one person. It has six one-month bottles individually packaged and sealed. And uh, so you can kind of have this in situations where you're storing it with your long-term food. Um, because no matter what long-term foods you're storing, I don't think people want to bet their life that it's nutritionally complete. And uh, I mean, absolutely vitamin deficiency, like B3, Pellagra, or Berry Berry, Vitamin B1. Well, clearly, people don't know that in between 1904, or 1906, and 1940, there were a hundred thousand deaths in the United States from uh, B3 deficiency,
0: Pellagra.
1: I mean, this this stuff happens. I mean, it doesn't happen now, but that's not why people are storing food long-term. They're storing it for major events. So we, we have that we have that uh six month supply with a ten year shelf life. And then of course we have the, the one month supply that we uh, for maintenance, you know, to keep your level on full. And then what we actually created was a uh, a one week supply, which we call the expeditionary supply. That uh is uh, we wanted to, I wanna create something that would go in the bug out bag okay. or for outdoor adventure, You're gonna you're to go um, you're gonna go off grid four or five days and you're gonna eat MREs and beans and rice or something. You still need your gas, you need your engine all on full. You're still gonna perform better. Your alertness, your endurance, your physical stamina is all gonna be better if you're getting 100 percent of the nutrition that you need. So we created a one-week expeditionary supply that could go in a backpack on a boat, on a mountain trip. Um, but it's all the same vitamin in all three quantities.
0: It's the same formula. Sounds good, man. That's, uh, that's great. And so if someone wanted to look into purchasing that, uh, they could go to your website. I do have a link there, right? And right. They can just go buy it right off of the Survivor Guard website. Right.
1: And what we are going to do, since you're kind enough to allow me a forum here to you know talk about this, and, I, and hopefully I my real goal is to provide you know, useful information to people so they start thinking about this. I mean, I'm not, I think I have a good product, but that's not the goal here. But if somebody wants to, you know, if somebody listening wants to order, if they use a coupon prepper website, just spell it like that, prepper website, they'll get an additional 10% off. Wow. All the sale prices. (laughs) Okay. And uh, from this day until the, I'm not sure when we are going to donate 5% of all proceeds of all sales to uh, recovery of Florence because there's some people that have really been hurt. There's some people that have lost every lot of people have lost everything. So starting tonight, we're going to donate 5% of all sales to uh, a Florence recovery. Um, help some of the people that are a lot less fortunate than me sitting in this comfortable chair.
0: Wow, that's great! All right, so that's good because I didn't I didn't know you were going to do that. So that's uh, right. a, a great benefit to those that are listening and those that uh, that. Uh, will... But
1: they use If they use coupon code Prepper website, that'll take ten percent off. Okay. Whatever whatever we're selling for now, which I don't even really
0: decide. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me let me ask you this. Do you what? Do you have any plans right now in the future to take Survival Guard anywhere else? I mean, are you good, are you adding any uh, products in the future? Are you? We are
1: working right now. One of the surveys we did because I'm very interested, very very interested. This this product is for the community, and I want to make it work for them. I want I want them to have what they need. I think this is something that they need that. You may not be aware of, but it's useful. One of the things that we're working on right now is is a is a vitamin in, a one hundred percent complete vitamin infused jerky. Okay. So said, um, and that's you know when I did surveys and, and focus groups and said you know tell me a product that you might find interesting that relates to nutrition and vitamins. you say you know we often so you know take jerky on where, where we're going you know we're going out mm-hmm. c- camping hunting fishing whatever. Um, you know, I don't want to take a bottle of vitamins. I'm going fishing with my buddies, you know, like, well, but we take jerky. Um, but there's some challenges to, to, create, you know, a stable, stable mixture and we're working on it. That's one of the things that we've, that we're working on. We've also considered, uh, uh, survival shot type thing. Although I don't really want to go down the, you know, the five hour energy, you know, which I think is a reasonable product. I want to make it a little bit more nutrition, complete, and scientific than, you know, just a shot of caffeine. Yeah. Um, so we're working on things. Um, and our success to date has given us the leeway to do that. I mean, uh, I still have to do my surgery because I can't stop doing that. But this is a, taking up more time, which I, I enjoy.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think when I started, when you first contacted me and we started, you know, our relationship – started looking into your product, I just I thought that it really served a big need in this in the preparedness community because you know I read a lot of articles and you know I, I process a lot of information and I do know that the food that we're eating is is not complete. And if we ever got into a survival situation, a long-term survival situation, we are mm-hmm. gonna have issues there. And so I, I was really happy to see that and I like what you're saying about the 100%, uh, You know, yeah. and I, you know what, I never really thought about the syndrome where it has 150% of this, but 75% of that, never really it's thought that. about that. And yeah. then that survival guard has 100% of everything that you need. And so- if you if
1: you took centrum and you took the recommended dose now you can always get hundred percent by taking twice as much you know if the, if the product has 50 percent of the recommended dose and you double it, you' get hundred percent but if you took the recommended dose and you had sufficient calories and protein in a survival long-term survival situation you continue to take the exact dose of centrum that was recommended you'd die you'd die because you'd be deficient in certain vitamins. wow so you know and and again going back to where we started, I don't claim to know everything about this. I've done a lot of reading about it. I've spent a lot of time on it and looked at all the basic, the real science, read all the articles. There's a lot of confusion, and, and I wanted to separate, you know, on the one hand, there are people that say, ah, they don't do anything, Yeah, no, I don't need that stuff, and on the other hand, the other end of the spectrum is, you know, vitamins cure cancer, which they don't, okay? And I don't want to offend anybody, but there, there is some evidence that really high-dose certain vitamins have some anti-cancer effects. But leaving that aside, I wanted to get to the core of this, and there are certain incontrovertible facts. There are 13 essential vitamins, and there are nine essential trace elements that you must take to live. Let's get those, exactly those, no more, no less. Take it, and you don't have to think about it. The added benefits are with antioxidants, the Nutri-Prep blend, um, and, um, uh, Fish oil, which we included because that's good for you, there's no question about it. Take it and don't think about it. We know we're, we're getting what we need right. without having to be, uh, you know, without having to be a, a, a scientist and, and figure it out all yourself, you know. That's but great. What I tell people is, um, you know, my goal would be to say, so take it if it makes you feel better continue if it doesn't you don't like it it upsets your stomach which i've not heard don't take it but um i think the i think the product speaks for itself i mean i think it it makes people makes people healthier whether they realize it or not
0: well i i'm excited to hear all the things that you've said about it and i've read i've read your your website before but talking to you has um, really encouraged me to look into a little bit more and, and and do what you just said try it out and see what happens and uh, you know you can't you can't lose that way right you just you, right. you buy right. buy a month and see what happens from there yeah, yeah. So.
1: well you know the other thing is people say you know I, I don't know what to take I'd like to take something I probably should but I don't know what to take well this if you read what read the science this is a this is a highly logical option secondly I can't ever remember to take it look you don't forget to take your coffee. You drink your coffee in the morning. Okay, you don't forget, all right? Because you can't think until you go, I can't. You set the vitamins next to the coffee. You're good. Yeah. By the way, there are herbal supplements in this. Some well chosen one. And I ask people at lectures. I say, what is the most common herbal supplement consumed in the world? And I have not yet had to give somebody from an audience give me the correct answer. What is the most common herbal supplement? Consumed in the world, well, it's caffeine. Huh. What it is it? Okay. Caffeine yeah. Yeah. comes from a number of sources: tea, coffee. Yeah, it's an herbal, and it's, it has certainly has psychomotor and neurogenic effects.
0: Antioxidants.
1: So, yeah, I mean, you take when you drink coffee, you know, you're, you're taking an herbal supplement. It's called caffeine. It comes from a you know, coffee. Bean. So uh, there's no question these things have effects. But most of us cannot live without that jolt in the morning. And uh, if people can't take, remember to take their vitamins, that's a, that's an easy fix. That yeah. makes to your coffee. We'll
0: forget that. Yeah. You know, coffee is the second most imported uh, item into the United States. The first is oil. Well, it was oil. I don't know with all the things that are going on. Well, the now.
1: first one, I'll tell you, going into the grocery stores here in Wilmington after uh, Florence, <laughs> um, there were two things that were – one of the shelves was nearly empty. That was bread. Okay. okay. But the shelves that were completely empty were the beer shelves. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what the number one supplement is, but it might be beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. How can people find you other than? I mean, I've got Survival Guard. From there, can they bounce off of Survival Guard and find everything else? Um, I mean, yeah. if you go on Survival Guard now, yeah,
1: it's also with uh, with no L. Survival Guard. Survival. survival. We're we're all over. we 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 have a decent presence on the web there. The website. Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and there's there's an in, there's a contact on the website. If you have a question, um, you do specific, I'll try to answer it. Um, you know, if you if you say, "Well, I have this medical condition," I'll try to answer it. I, I can't really give medical advice. You know, without in that way, I have to give you a disclaimer. But I'll tell you what I think. Um, you know, people that the only the only uh, thing that I tell people, you know. If you're going to take it, you might, you probably should mention it to your physician. Okay. You know, just, just like everything else, right? Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you that, but that's just, but again, all this stuff is on the GRAS list, generally recognized as safe in the dosages that we recommend. Um, so the contact form is there. Uh, we'd be happy to answer questions. Um, try to be accessible. It may take me a day or two to get back, but, uh, and, uh, you know, we think we have, you know, we're too, right now we're, we're, Kind of on the low end of the spectrum, price wise, compared to Centrum and some of the others. So, but that's never been my goal. I wanted to be affordable and you know high quality, and and we look forward to people trying it. Sounds good. And giving us, us feedback—that's important. You know, if somebody takes it and they experience a certain thing. We want to know. You know, we want to we want to do what we can to make it better.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, man, I appreciate you taking the time to. Uh To come on Facebook Live with us and uh, share this information even in the midst of all the recovery and things that are going on over there where you're at. Um, you know, Appreciate you taking that time. Uh, Any last thoughts that you want to share before we go ahead and close it off?
1: No, I just want to thank you for the things that you do for the community. Uh, You know, your voice out there, your point of collating information and disseminating information and that's you know that's why people tune in and listen and i appreciate what you do and i think a lot of other people do and so keep up the good work because we're all listening and looking and trying to learn as we go
0: all right well thanks so much uh, i greatly greatly appreciate it well everyone that is it for episode 409 and my interview with dr scott tunis of Survivor guard hey i hope you enjoyed it i hope you enjoy future interviews that we are going to be doing Uh, We do have them coming up at least once a month. And so uh, we do them live on Facebook, and then I try to bring them down and clean up the audio as much as possible before I upload them to the podcast. So if any of that resonated with you, I'd love to hear about it. And you can also go over to survivalguard.com and take advantage of that 10% off that Dr. Scott was offering to Prepper website listeners and those that watch the video. Hey guys, don't forget if you are new to the podcast, you can subscribe to the show over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget to take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, stay prepped and aware. Peace.